This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 490 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com. And that there on the other end of Skype from Melbourne, Victoria, from creativephotoworkshops.com.au, Mr. Glenn Lavender. How are you? Hello, future world. <laughs> future Ever world? Have you thought about that? We're talk- well, we're talking to the future. Right. <laughs> okay. This, like, this isn't what happens like today and tomorrow and the next day. And the, that's, that's kind of disappears. Yeah, I suppose you can and say hello from the past. In the future. Well, we'll say I'm saying hello to the future, which is kind of like the past saying hello to the future. Same thing, Bruce. Fair enough. Hello hello to the future. And I wonder what future that's going to be. Seeing that we're recording tonight on uh, uh, election night after after the US election's been done during the day. On the second Halloween of 2020. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm 2020 of 2020. <laughs> so, so it's 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 on the night when the election's up in the air, and and uh, and yeah, when this podcast comes out, possibly more than likely, possibly, it's all solved. There'll be a different mm-hmm. world, one way or another. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's interesting times, Bruce. Interesting times. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me, speaking of Bruce's. Yeah. Do I hear Mr. Springsteen's coming to Australia? <laughs> Are you referring to the rumour of him moving to Australia? Oh, him moving to Australia? I don't know. Yeah, so he I just, made a... I just he, saw a thing say, what time's his plane land? Well, he made a comment a couple of weeks ago that if Trump got back in, he was moving to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then. I think yeah. he's he's, uh, he's going to be eating those words, I think. Or moving to Australia. Yeah, I don't see that happening, but anyway. What, him moving or him needing to move? Him, him, him moving. Uh, uh, we would welcome him with open arms, but I don't see that happening. I don't know. So, uh, but I'd to move to Canada to uh, get away. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be eating his words somehow. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, anyway. yeah, I think he's going to have to make that make that choice. Look, I was only joking when I said it. However, I don't know if you saw it while we're, while we're on the subject of Springsteen. Uh, it, it came out today in a, an article on, uh, on Forbes magazine uh, on their website, on Forbes.com, that Bruce Springsteen is the first artist in history to have a top five album in six consecutive decades. Really? Yep. Oh. Because the new album debuted at number one in oh, half a dozen countries at least. Um, yeah. So, yeah, top five album in every decade of you know, the last six Pretty decades. Cool, isn't it? That's, a, that's an impressive achievement. <laughs> And some bands have actually put out good albums that time as well. <laughs> oh, that's harsh. Them's fighting words. Like, like, you, know, you're, 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 you say your Radiohead have put out like one of the top albums of the decade every decade for the last, at least last three decades. Oh, really? Yeah. So what, the 90s, the noughties and the teens? Well, you could go to the 20s. Oh, Okay. But I mean, so uh, the noughties, the tens, like, and the teens. Like Kid A yeah, the, and the, uh, yeah. and OK Computer and um, and uh, my brain's just fried. But yeah, another one. Yeah, so, so I mean, so I mean, it's okay to release. But I mean, it's, it's a similar kind of stat, I guess. But yeah, some are good albums, and the others are Bruce ones. Um, <laughs> speaking of music, though, Bruce, I've, this is, I've been pondering this all day. Right? Yeah, deserts are deserts are often big, often dry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, filled with like yeah you know, cactus and stuff yeah you know, depending where you go oh well yeah depending on the desert if yep. you if you're journeying through a desert you assume it's a long period of time yeah um, if are you're you, going are you riding by on yourself, are you riding on a horse with no name well if you're going along by yourself yeah with no one else yeah you're probably likely to want to talk to anything that's living as well yeah. and you are on said horse with no name right. You would think after like a couple of days of journeying it, you'd at least give it like a pet name. <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty in, pretty inhumane. Yeah. 
to, to travel with a companion who's basically saving your life. Yes, a beast of burden. Yes. <laughs> and not even give it a name. <laughs> it might start, okay, okay, I can accept that he got it that no one knew what his name was. Horses don't know, don't know that you can have it. Yeah, yeah I can accept that. <laughs> But I can't accept that he's, he's continued on. And what kind of heartless soul is this? Who <laughs> continues on for days and says, doesn't go, hey, Roger. I'll call you Roger. There you go. Oi, you Nothing. with the long face. Yeah, oh, it's just, you know, it's just, it doesn't, it just doesn't, it really spoils the song for me. <laughs> uh, there you go. So how, how has your week been? Um, well, Have you to, been I'm, gallivanting? I'm, uh, no. Oh, okay. well, we, can't, we still can't go more than twenty-five k. So there's only so but much. That's, so, so that's much a that veritable, gallop. epic journey compared to the last three months. It is, but um, <laughs> you know, when you go out, you realise well, there's not really much point. <laughs> you know, if you can't go to the places that you actually want to go to, right, right, you, you, and you just go for the sake of going, right. It's kind of yeah, <laughs> no, not much. Been to the shops, been to you know, the hardware store a few times. Yep. Yeah, but actually turned myself into a tiny bit of a man today. Oh yeah. I uh, changed the ceiling fan in the in the in the kit of the girls' bathroom. As in, you removed an old fan and put a new removed one in, it and replaced a new one. Yeah. Nice work. By myself. Uh, watched one YouTube video. After <laughs> <laughs> the shops, got the stuff. I, I, I was going to ask: Are you a licensed electrician? <laughs> Well, here's the thing. They're plug and play. Oh, okay. They just plug into normal power points. So it's basically oh. going to unscrew three screws, pull it out, unplug the power point. Oh, wow. Put in your new one. Well, that, that's not true. Plug it in, put in the new one, tighten up to those three screws. Done. Wow. Oh, okay. Five-minute turnover. The hardest part is trying to have your arm through the hole in the ceiling, trying to find which way the damn plug goes yep. to get the holes into the plug thing. Yep. Yeah. In the dark, back with bits of fluff from, from the ceiling falling down on your face, <laughs> yeah. uh, while standing precariously on top of a ladder in a in a in a shower basin. Oh, yeah, which of course could be wet and slippery. Yeah, you know. So uh, there was um, a there ladder. Was some challenges. A ladder. Oh, I don't, I, that's how quite how up market of you? Oh, I know, <laughs> and uh, so t- that's inspired all sorts of other potential things. I could, yeah. No, now I now I take down the whole kit, the whole the shower surrounds. Oh, that's no. I watch a video on that. It's a bit harder. <laughs> it's not just three screws and a power plug. No, no, a bit of work involved in that. Doesn't so I've kind of gave up on that pretty quickly. Uh, problem is, yeah. problem is, you say I'll just do this one thing. And yeah. then you go, oh, but to do that one thing, I've got to move that one thing. And then to move that one thing, I've got to change that one. And, change, and, and everything you might have to move and change can produce more problems. Yeah. So it's like, oh, just... Before you know it, you're bulldozing the house and starting again. Pretty much. Yeah, just, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we set it on fire, honey, maybe we can claim the insurance. Sure, should not put this back together. Uh, I'm really good at taking things apart. I'm not... Yeah. Not real good at putting things back putting together. Putting them back together. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I've done a lot of gardening. Mm-hmm. A lot of gardening. This way, clearing a whole big, big expansive area all the way to, to, for a planned garden layout thingy. We're kind of getting our, our thoughts around. And uh, and how are the strawberries so coming along? Oh, the strawberries are still alive. Cool. That's pretty good. So I plant. So I've got them. Got them up. I've got them hanging up in a tree. Uh, <laughs> That'll fool them. <laughs> well, yeah. oh, here's the thing, though. I heard a, heard a great trick about strawberries. Uh-huh. Okay, if you're planting them in the ground and you're worried about birds, before the um, the fruit starts to fl- you know, show yep. up and flower and, and, yep. and change colour and whatever, lay down a whole bunch of red pebbles. Yeah. Uh, and the birds come down, they pick the pebble, and go, that's not food, and go away. Yep. So when the real strawberries come up, they think it's fake. Nice. Supposedly <laughs> it works. I don't know. Um, got some flowers on the tomato plants. Cool. So that's 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 good. So that's, a, it's a, a, that's another little growth. I'll put, I'll put in some, uh, what do you call that stuff? Some, not scaffolding. <laughs> um, like a uh, trellis? A trellis for the for the snow peas to grow up. Yep, they've been going well. Yeah, got some oregano and some sage and planted that. Yeah, I've got oregano growing. It's great. Yeah, I've had a big, I'm looking for a nice mint now. Yeah, yep. I found a mint that I like. 
But uh, yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been spending a lot of time in the garden. Then we've been out the back. You know, now it's actually habitable. Uh, yeah. yeah, the girls playing basketball. You know, out there having food. It's lovely. You know, it's, it's Excellent. Yeah, cracking some beers and sitting outside. And oh, I'll put up some, put up some lovely solar little, little lights as well. Cool. Little little solar, little uh, like little just globes, but on a long rope kind of thing. And uh, oh, okay. along the garage, along, along the pet, sort of the veranda area wall, and they glow at night beautifully. You know, nice. Put up put up a put up a pendant. Uh, candle, not candelabra, chandelier kind of thing. Oh, yep, yep. I've been busy. busy Excellent. Busy. Except, except it takes five globes. Right. Yeah, me and the missus shop for it. We bought five globes. Yeah. But we bought, uh, uh, we bought, and they're the filament ones. We bought warm oh, glow. Yep. yep. Warm glow, you know. And we bought five, uh, but it's supposed to be screw man. And of the five we bought, only three were. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Turned out they were too warm. It's like a bit like a candle light. Right. Know? So we're going to keep those for special occasions. Okay. So I went and bought some halogen ones. This time, four of the five was screwed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, so one better than the last time. Put those on. It was like a nuclear explosion. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like, it like, don't look at it. It's like watching the solar eclipse. It'll <laughs> yeah. burn out your resina. <laughs> uh, so they're a bit on the, bit on the extreme side. So I'm, 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 I went out and bought one more globe. I'm, I'm experimenting with warm... Warm white, right? Yep. And they're bright, but they're, but they're much more genteel on the eyes. Nice. <laughs> so I've had a big week, Bruce. I've done nothing, but I've had a big week. I've got a big talk on for Tamron next week, uh, next Tuesday, and uh, it's now what thir- Wednesday, going into Thursday. I haven't started it yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> possibly, possibly get on with the. Uh, except I've said I'm homebound again. Why? For the next two weeks. Why this time? Uh, well. Potentially, because my my eldest has a cold or sniffles and oh. a sore throat. How did she get that? Well, we sent, she went back to school, of course. Oh, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, and so she's sick. So therefore, the other one has to stay home because they can't yeah. go. They took the took the eldest one down to get uh, to get to vid tested today. Yep. And now we're waiting for the results. And even if the results are negative, they say you should isolate for two weeks anyway. Yeah. God. So hey, we'll hey, see hey. what the results say. If the results are negative, I'm not sure I'll, I'll be I'll be uh, sitting around for two weeks doing nothing. No, yeah, yeah. That does it. We are five days of zero cases. The chances of catching it, yeah, seems seems fairly remote. So, so are it. you any closer to getting up and running with your workshops again? No, nothing till next year at least. Oh, okay. This is no hope. I mean, there's not allowed to do any of those sort of in person. Oh. multiple household stuff. Oh, okay. At the right. moment, you're allowed to visit one household with with X amount of people in it right. uh, once a day and then nobody else for the rest of the day. And, and the, the household you visit aren't allowed to see anyone else for the rest of the day. Right. And as long as they're within a 25-kilometre radius. Yeah. Yeah, so there's no way I'm going to be holding a workshop right. with, say, six people from six different households yeah. in the room. No. It's just not going to happen. No. Yeah. So I'm not, but I'm doing. I've got some one-on-one days. Um, I'll be coming up with uh, for uh, a guy down in Geelong. Okay. The next couple of weeks, it's uh, part of the uh, NDIS scheme, National oh, yep. Disability Scheme, uh, where they're you know, helping train him in other yep. skills. Yeah, cool. So I might do some one-on-ones coming up towards the end of the year. Get a bit of Christmas spending money. Yep. Or just or just some money and all. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, but so they've got this big. This, uh, so on, on next uh, Monday night in America, I think it is, and uh, next uh, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. so the tenth of October and the eleventh, so not November, tenth of November, the eleventh of November. I'm doing a talk for Tamron. Just check those dates out. No, it's Tuesday and Wednesday. There you go. I've still got a week. I've got a couple more days before I need to start. <laughs> don't, I? don't have to start straight. Why away. rush? <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time. Um, I'll be doing it the night before. You know that, don't you? Yeah. So, so yeah, doing it. It's only an hour and a half talk. So, I mean, how could that be to put together? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Tamron, I'll be on their Tamron USA page, and I'll be live, live streaming uh, me waffling on for things I don't even know what I'm going to talk about yet. So, yeah. it should be easy to put together. Fantastic. It will be on travel. I'm trying to think of some different ways of saying the same stuff. Yep. And some ways of saying different stuff that I've never said before. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> well, however you say it, it'll be uh, it'll be new because you've well, never said new, it before. New to you, if you haven't heard it before. That's <laughs> 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 uh, so kind of good. And how's your week been? It's been good. It's been fabulous. I sold the Triumph. Did what? Oh, the, oh, I thought you sold the new one. It's to the guy from Dan Boop Boop. Yeah, down in Nowra, yeah. Nice. Uh, so he, here's the thing. He reached out to me middle of last week and said, you know, can I come up and have a look at it on the weekend? And we eventually settled on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, I wake up. It's clear blue skies. I'm thinking, you beauty. And about half an hour before he arrived, the clouds had moved in. And by the time he arrived, it was bucketing with rain. Oh, God. And uh, so he arrived, and honestly, I think he had talked himself into the deal before he even got there. Really? He, he was so keen, he was so pumped, he knew pretty much as much about the bike as I did because uh, yeah. he'd been doing so much research online and he was saying about how he'd been on the lookout for one of these this model because there's so few of them around, they don't come up very often. Oh, really? And he said, you know, he said, I'm not bothered by you know the fact that it's got 140,000 k's on it he said to me that tells me it's a good bike to ride uh, <laughs> he said when i see uh, the way you can convince yourself to anything if you want i know enough, he said like, you know because he oh, said a million kilometers oh <laughs> so she must have loved it <laughs> He said, you know, when you see bikes online, you know, that have only got, you know, 10,000 Ks on them, he said, I tend to think, well, either they didn't ride it long enough to learn what was wrong with it, or they've worked out what's wrong with it and they can't stand it. You know, (laughs) he said, if I see something with 140,000 Ks on it, he said, obviously you've liked it because you've ridden it that much. So, yeah, so so he didn't, he didn't test ride it because of the rain. Wow. But he just said, look, can I give you 500 cash now and I'll organise a day through the week to, you know, come and pick it up. And I said, yeah, I said, look, that's fine. I said, I'll tell you what, I said, I can probably save you half a trip. I said, if you tell me the night before uh, what day you want to do it, I said, I can ride it to work at North Sydney and then you've only got to come as far as North Sydney and you can pick the bike up and ride it from there. And he went, oh, that'd be great. So uh, Tuesday was a, a, a great day yes, yesterday, clear skies. So, um, yeah, he, he came to the studio and picked up the bike and handed me a she bank gone. check and off he went. And <laughs> I was really surprised as he was riding off. I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm never going to see that bike again. <laughs> I got a bit emotional. I was. And, and, that, and that kind of surprised me. I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm kind of over it now. I'm, I'm just, yeah, of course. It's a fleeting, a fleeting moment of humanity. Yeah, you. but it was, yeah. yeah, just kind of caught me by surprise. <laughs> so uh, he's happy. I'm happy. And, uh, yeah. So uh, onward and upward. So yeah. that's a, a, a third of the Yamaha is now paid off, which is great. Nice. So. <laughs> It's, it's, it's funny. It's funny how people convince themselves to buy stuff, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my goodness. So, so that's kind of been the somewhere. highlight of my week. Other than yeah. other than the box which I have sitting on the desk right beside me, and it sounds like this, like that. Like that is that is a big box. Well, it's not. It's not really a big box. It's. It, I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. It's a nodal ninja. Huh. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I reached out to the local uh, importer slash distributor for uh, Fanatec, uh, who make the Nodal Ninja. And for those who don't know what a Nodal Ninja is... Including me. Okay, it is a specialised bracket that you mount on top of your tripod and you mount your camera onto this bracket and what it allows you to do is position the nodal point of your lens directly above the center column of your tripod so that when you are doing multi-image panos the nodal point which is the part of the lens where the light rays cross over is directly over the the rotational axis. And so you minimise what's called parallax error, uh, which comes from shooting multi-image panos and having 
items that are in a straight line appearing to be in a straight line in one frame but appearing to be offset on the two frames either side of that. Does it affect objects in the rear view mirror? (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom. Uh, that's a good question i don't know uh so anyway yeah so i said to this guy i said look i've got this youtube channel i said this is what i do i do these tutorials on dark table i said i've had all of my my or well, not all of my viewers but a bunch of my viewers asking me to do a video on how i shoot my multi-image panos and then how i stitch them and how i post process them and all that sort of stuff and i said and I, I started making notes on what i was going to do uh, to do this video and I thought to myself if I'm going to do this I really should do it properly I said and I don't own a nodal ninja and I was wondering if you could lend me one so that I can you know discuss what they do and how they work and why they're advantageous for people who want to get right into them uh, into shooting panos and uh, yeah so he's sent me the a, a brand new one in a box so I've got to put it together and then I've got to uh, feature it in my video and he said if i want to keep it he'll give it to me at stock price and um ah, generous of yeah, <laughs> yeah so anyway so yeah so that's uh, uh yeah but, but if someone said that to me i'd say sure i'll just i'll do an honest review then shall i <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so. so how cheap was that stock price sorry yeah well he hasn't told me that i think they retail for about 400 bucks so yeah so anyway so you want to do a lot of panos wouldn't you you would yes you would want to be doing it a lot yeah definitely i was looking at a barbecue an outdoor barbecue um like console setup yeah with it's got like a fridge it's got like oh yep cupboards and a sink and everything else it's basically an outdoor kitchen yeah (laughs) yeah six thousand bucks yeah and that's before you plumb in the water and the electricity electricity, and and the gas and the gas, and so I mean, you're talking some serious. I'm thinking, how many meals do you? How sure those meals going to yeah. cost for, for the foreseeable future? You know. Well, I uh, guess yeah, there are some people who prefer to do their cooking outside the house, so that you don't have the house smelling of you yeah, know, cooked I mean, I, meat. I, mean, I would love it myself, but yeah. it's still it's a big investment. For, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do want to be yeah, the sort of person who's forever doing that sort of cooking. Yeah. Yeah, to, 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 to really warrant that sort of expense. You, you would but, want uh, to be doing it at least two, if not three nights per week. Yeah, yeah I think. absolutely. And then, even then, you know, okay, let's say uh, do three nights a week for a year. Yep. That's 150 nights. 150 nights, yep. Times that by three years, it's 400, let's say four years, that's 600 nights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Each of those nights has cost you 10 bucks at least. In what? Well, to, 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 6000 bucks. Oh, oh, okay, right, yes, absolutely. So three nights a week for four straight years, and you're still at 10 bucks a, 10 bucks <laughs> a boost. I mean, so I was working out a cost per use factor, you right. know. Yeah. But my, I learned this from my wife as she justified the price of her shoes. It's <laughs> not so, so how much the shoes cost, it's cost per use. I wear them every day for a year, you know. It's 356 cents. So it's like a dollar, it's a, like a dollar, dollar a rent. day. 50 cents a shoe. <laughs> You know? Uh, oh, when you put it like that. Exactly. That's true. You know? So even then, after four years of I mean, after four years of using it three nights a week, it's yeah. going to be start and it's outdoors. Yeah. It's going to start looking pretty darn ratty and start thinking about upgrading. <laughs> yeah. So, but then again, if you're feeding four people, say two fifty a meal. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But it's very nice. Though, I guess like it was, yeah. it was. I've got this whole wall I could put on perfectly. And like, oh, nice! No, it's never going yeah. <laughs> to happen. But still. Um, um, anyway, so it's been nice chatting. Let's uh, just get another time. <laughs> yeah. What do you got to talk about photography-wise? Oh, I don't think I've got anything of any interest anyway. I did. Let's say I've got some. Um, uh, oh, uh, twaddle. I saw a top 20 today that had nothing to do with photography, but in the vein of our, or, and by our, I mean my, yeah. uh, dislike for top 20s, I thought I'd mention it. Right. Uh, I saw the top 20 Hamilton songs from the stage oh. show Hamilton. Oh, no. 
But here's the thing. There's only 22 songs. I was going to say how many songs are there in the whole there? thing. And I, I don't think the whole, they're all like full songs either. Like, the bits. Why know? didn't they just do the two worst songs in Hamilton? <laughs> My battle yeah, list. Yeah, the, My battle yeah, list. These ones, why bother? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, or at the very least, uh, we 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 rate each Hamilton song because that kind of yeah, at least that way you've got it, yeah a structured order. But top, maybe, maybe the two know. the the two worst songs from Hamilton is the companion blog post to go with the top twenty oh, Hamilton uh, songs. The um, my my kids are mad for Hamilton. Just oh, they're, are they? They're, they're constantly rapping all the bloody lyrics to the damn thing. It's just... Right. Uh, so, to the point where we have to come to Sydney next year to see it. Right. When it's... If, if yeah, this world opens up and yep. doesn't collapse in on itself. Yep. Kath and Max are going to go and see it. Yeah. Um, my mate, Roger Sakala. Yeah. He's, he's the guy who owns Lens Rentals, who yeah. is probably the most... If you ever had to listen to anybody on the planet about um, the true state of reliability of products yeah how, how much one brand's better or worse than others etc all that kind of stuff yeah roger's your man right he disassembles and he, he has hundreds of, he has thousands of units on rent all the time so his break he understands full breakdown rates and reliability and all this stuff but anyway he, he did a, a a um a really cool article on the difference between sample variation and bad copies yeah, you know, people always complain. Oh, I've got a bad copy of my Tamron or my Sigma or my Nikon or my Canon lens, whatever. Right. You know, and he's basically saying, "Twaddle." Yeah, you know, there, there ain't yeah the the chance of you getting a a bad copy is fairly low. Your but a sample variation is quite high. Right. Because yeah, you know, no two lenses are the same, and he goes into really good detail. This is only part one. Really good detail about how variations and why there's variations. I thought if anyone's interested in that sort of stuff, right. I wasn't, so I didn't, I didn't bother reading it. And I would imagine that quality control would pick up most of the major deficiencies before they even left the factory, wouldn't wouldn't it? Well, you're assuming, A, there's quality control. Oh, there's got to be some of some description. I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't it, it, isn't it easy, yeah? Isn't it easier and cheaper to ship everything out and then deal with the, the, the breakdowns later? Well, I guess it depends on the severity of the deficiency. Well, it depends, but I'd, I'd rather, yeah, cost, cost efficiency-wise, it's cheaper to send them all out and have the end user find the mistakes. Right. And then, I'm, I'm not saying this happens, but this is the way my brain thinks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is, I can see where you're going. Send out 100,000 yeah. units, and of the 60 or 100 that's going to be faulty, they can tell us. Yeah. Because we don't. Why should we rig up a million dollar machine? Yeah. To test them as they go through, for a, such a small percentage, when they're going to tell us anyway if it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They tell you probably don't want to do that. As if you have like a twenty or thirty percent failure rate on stuff, because yeah, yeah you're, you're managing your end users gets very expensive very quickly too. But um, but which um, which is why I come back to th- there must be some level of quality control at the point of manufacture because if your failure rate is that high and i use the term failure rate loosely but if there are deficiencies or inconsistencies in the product coming off the production line then you need to nip that in the bud pretty quickly but you assume that there is i'm saying i'm saying that stuff is so well built these days and so precision built with computers and technology and robotics percentage of the percentage of obvious faults that yeah. a, a inspection would pick up is fairly low, right. I would think. You know okay. what I'm saying? I mean, they, they might be able to, they might have someone doing a visual scan, make sure that lens somehow didn't get scraped by a piece of machinery or whatever, you know, yeah. stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Uh, but as far as is it out is it out of focus by be yeah, a point two of a millimeter compared to the next one behind it? Yeah, uh, and that's that's going through. You know, you're going to get those those copies that are that, where the things like focus and back focus and forward focus and all the other stuff uh, variations from from lens to lens is going to happen. Yeah, right. I remember back in back in the oh, the early eighties, uh, we used to sell a brand of lens called Flexar, which was uh, by um, 
Fletcher's Photographics was the name of the company, and yep. their own brand name was Flexar. And who know? I can't remember who we bought them from. I think it was Mackinon or someone who can't remember who, what brand, what no name brand we bought the lenses from. Yeah, right. Branded Flexar. But out of every 10 80 to 200 lens, which are all pretty average, yeah. there'd be one spanking good one. One way, there's no way it should be this good, this good lens. You right. Know? So we would, if we wanted to buy a lens, we would put a roll of 36 in and we'd open up 36 of these 10 lenses and shoot a frame <laughs> with each one, find the cracker, put the rest back and sell them to people. <laughs> oh, that's shocking. <laughs> uh, oh, we laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> oh, the things we did, Chris, the things we did, the things we saw, the photos... The photos people would bring in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this this week, that uh, one, of the, one of the funniest things that ever happened to me was I was working in a store, this, this, this very, very attractive girl came to pick up her photos. Yeah. And I handed them to her, and I was sort of you know, waiting for her to pay. And there was a lot of people doing that. pull the photos out of the envelope to you know, check, make sure they're theirs, whatever. And she's flicking through them, and all of her having sex with someone. <laughs> like, full-on graphic, you know, yeah. not, nothing, nothing hidden. Uh, yeah. And not playing, and she's putting them down the counter, face up, whilst looking at him. And I'm sitting there going, uh, "Yeah, I'm like 17." <laughs> Just, oh my god! And, uh, and then we had this one guy who said, "Come in every week." He was the most perverted, disgust. I think he'd been banned from every store going around. Right. And we hadn't got around to banning him yet, but we ended up doing so. Yeah. His photos were so bad, and we so badly didn't want him to keep coming back. We'd go like down to the fish and chip shop, buy like a dollars worth of chips, yeah. get our fingers and rub all, and so get all the grease all over our fingers, and put our greasy fingers all over his photos. <laughs> So they're all smeared and gunky when he came to collect them. Yeah. Every week. Oh, my God. But as a 16- or 17-year-old boy, I, I, I learned some things about the human anatomy I didn't think was possible. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you put a sword up there on the other man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, oh, Bruce, the stuff he's done. <laughs> Uh, and he was around for years. He was years and years and years. Uh, then, then the one-hour lab showed up. Yeah. yeah, the one hour, and you could always tell when porn was going through the one-hour lab because all stores were so proud that they finally got uh, uh, the ability not to take ten days to develop photos, yeah. but had this machine in store that they put it in the front window yeah. for all to see the photos coming out. <laughs> and he'd be walking up towards the store, maybe coming back from lunch. And if there's a queue of like 20 or 30 people, like all oh, crowded around the window, you know, someone's porn was going. <laughs> Never happened any other time, but the amount of times it happened. Oh, oh God. that's classic. Oh, man. No, anon- no anonymity there, I tell you. And of course, all labs used to keep spares. Yeah. Spare what? So any, any of the good photos, they just print an extra copy. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> every every store I worked in had albums full of people's photos. Oh, no. <laughs> you can see why the Polaroid was so popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, you'd sit there and you'd, 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 yeah, at lunchtime, and they'd be on the, the lunch table, yeah, in, 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 in the staff lunchroom. And people just sit there and flick through. Oh, what's the latest editions? Oh, look at this one. <laughs> Ah, dear. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, back to lenses being faulty. Yeah. If it's a thing that's of interest to you, um, check it out. Yeah. It's always great value. Cool. Now, I did see an interesting thing from Kodak, and that's not something you say every day. <laughs> not these days, no. no. Not for a long time. <laughs> but Kodak's got a, um, a, I think it's a new piece of software coming out, an AI software that auto-culls your images. Okay. So, let's say you've been to a wedding. Yeah, and you've shot four thousand of well, average photo photography these days, forty-seven thousand photos of the wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last thing you want to do is sort the damn things. Yeah, this software goes through, looks at whenever there's like multiples similar, and can yep. analyze which ones have the eyes open, which ones have a best focus, which ones compositionally a little bit more. And they don't delete the other ones, but they kind of shunt the good ones into one folder and they're not quite so good ones into a secondary folder. Yeah, right. So it's kind of like going through Lightroom yourself quickly and quickly, five-star rating, and yeah. then going back and four-star. But this basically goes through and... and Gives you the best of your entire event, 
Yeah, and nice. then when there's gaps missing in that, you then go back into the secondary folder and, and look at, well, how do I fill in? Which is what I would uh, used to do back on days of shooting weddings. You go through, you do all your five stars, your four stars, and dump it, and then you go through and you put your story together and you go, okay, I've got gaps here, here, here and here. Then you go start look, looking at your three-star stuff and your, yeah. your, your, your two-star, and then your, your, your zeros. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to put what you you got to put what you got to put in to get, fill the story sometimes. But this kind of this kind of would simplify an awful lot of that kind of work, which yeah. I thought was pretty clever. So once again, if anyone is interested in that, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And so is it Mac and PC or oh, I don't know. I look that far into the article. I don't even know if it does what you said it does. But uh, you're, asking, <laughs> you're asking too many questions here. Now. <laughs> uh, let me have a look. Take a tour. <laughs> Our story. The buzz. Try it today. Hey, let's click on try it today and see what it comes up with. That's even already. Oh, don't tell me it's going to be a web-based service. Oh, it is. You've got to log in. It must be a web-based right. service. That's okay. Okay. That's even better. In fact. I guess. You know, if you if you think about it, you're shooting the wedding. Mm. It's uploading as you're shooting to the into into to their portal. Right. You get yep. home, wake up the next morning. They're already done. You don't have to upload them. Don't have to don't have to put them on a computer. They're all done. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, so system requirements: Windows 10 or Mac OS Mojave, so 10.14.4 or newer. Will support DNG, JPEG, RAW, TIFF, CRW, CR2, CR3, RAF, 3FR. Triple F, ARW, KDC, pretty much every raw format out there. Uh, and twenty nine ninety five, presumably that's American per month, or three hundred dollars per year. Cool. Oh, again, for a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, as you and say, so, for and working certainly if you have that ability to to be able to yeah, like like sports photographers do, you know, stream straight up to it into, into onto the the cloud or whatever. Yeah, it could be a, a, a yeah, once again times money. It could be a massive time saver, and away you go. You know, absolutely. Uh, cool. cool. That's that one. Nice. I'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a Patreon account. If you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running the link will be in the show notes much appreciated now back to the podcast it's all made up bull twiggy oh we're going to the next one okay oh no no, that's all made up that's right Lindsay adler oh she is great i follow her on instagram She's pretty darn good, the old Lindsay Adler, oh, but she's yeah. got a, a new reality series uh, called the Concept Challenge. Oh, and okay. Basically, it's come out with a concept, and they get some makeup people and some photographers and some models. Uh, they've got to work to a certain time limit and see who nails the challenge best. Oh, nice. I haven't looked, I'm assuming. I haven't looked at it. Uh, but looking at the the couple of example photos, they look pretty cool, and I'm assuming yeah. that's what they're doing. Yeah. And that, that's, that'd be a bit of fun. Yeah, so I, I like her, her Instagram stuff is amazing. Yeah, I sent it off to Wendy, my my body painter, because I thought she'd enjoy watching something like that because that'd be right up her alley as yeah. well. So yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's worth having a look at. Uh, my next one's called Bull Twiggy, right? Uh, and this is because uh, I'm Peter Pixel. Uh, photographer declares Nikon Z62 the go-to for weddings and events. Oh, might be for him. Well, yeah, and also you know. All cameras are all the same. Uh, <laughs> no, but the example photo, he's got the horizon going straight through the heads. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, okay, well, I'm not taking your advice. It's just based on the picture. Yeah. I'm not going to take your advice. Yeah. Because the shot's crap, you yeah. know. Uh, and all you see, oh, he's, he's arrived at this location by helicopter. Yeah. You know, the they've flown in by helicopter. He's done, and the best you can come out with is a, a, a poorly composed shot that makes <laughs> it look like you're looking down on them. Yep. You've minimised that you've got these, these, these pine trees, these two pine, look like half-sized Christmas trees next to them. Yep. Yeah, it looks like you're shooting down on them from the top, uh, from the top of a hill and the sea and the mountain or the landscape in the background goes straight through their heads. Yeah. Yeah, and all I can see is this epic sky that if you got down low and shot wide... And used some fill flash. That would have a lot of majesty to that shot. Yep. 
And all I see is a crap shot. Well, shit, yeah, well, if this is the result it's giving, it's not much of a, it's not much of a go for the Z6. Yeah. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe it's not the Z6 uh, that's the fault. Yeah. No. So I'm just going to say, you know, don't believe anything people No, say. but I've, I've got to say, like, the moment I see a heading like that, I think, well, okay, it works for, for the guy who wrote yeah. the article, and that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that it's not it the greatest camera, camera for him, but... It doesn't mean it's the greatest camera for everyone. I just don't see. That's the problem with Peter Pixel and, and D Preview <laughs> and all those other ones. Is they allow anybody to write shit up there. <laughs> you know, anyone can come up with a top ten list. That's right. We should do it. We should do the annual top ten list of top tens <laughs> and put it on on DP Review. <laughs> Our top ten of top tens. That's this right. Because ten and ten and ten and ten is twenty and twenty. Right. So, so I did that. Twenty twenty. Yeah, absolutely. That works. That works, Bruce. It works. That's that's gold. Excellent. I couldn't be asked, but is the heading I put for this one? Yeah, we are. Uh, photographer blends his models' stories with BTS. I don't. I don't know. He blends his models' stories with BTS lighting setups. I don't right. know. I don't know what that even means. Well, BTS is behind the scenes. I know what that means, Bruce. What I don't know is what what <laughs> blending. His model story with his BTS means. So when I, I clicked on for the only reason that I want to see this model telling a story, and in the photo you can also see all the lights because <laughs> that's, that's what the that's what the headline makes sense. And I couldn't be asked reading when it wasn't that right because it wasn't that. But he's got some nice lighting, yeah, and he's got some good diagrams, yeah. And I would recommend anyone who's learning wanting to learn lighting is you print out this article. Mm-hmm. Cut out all the words and shred those ones, <laughs> and just keep the pictures. Keep the photo and the diagram yeah. in the little book, and you go, okay, I'd love to try this one today. I I'd can't like to remember the name of the software, but Joe Edelman uses the same yeah, piece of software yeah. that does those overhead lighting yeah. diagrams. Yeah. And you basically just drag and drop the icons for different light types and camera types. I used to use it too. I just can't remember what it's called. Yeah, uh, so. but uh, but yeah, but if you wanted to learn to try lighting techniques, yep, print out the article, cut the photo out, the lighting <laughs> diagram out, stick them both together, <laughs> and you go, okay, I want to try this type of lighting, and it'd be, it'd be a, a really good because the photos are lovely, the lighting's yeah. lovely, yeah. I just don't understand why you have to go through all the palaver of trying to make it sound grander than it actually is. <laughs> but um, I, but I've been called a cynic, so I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Possibility. Five days of shop. Yeah. There's five days of free Photoshop training coming up. Potato uh, shop. By top pros. Starting, what's the date today, Bruce? The 4th. Starting the 9th of November. So what day does this come out? <laughs> this will come out on oh, about that. Um, about the 10th? 6th, 7th, 8th. Oh, that's right. Start, start tomorrow, people. If you're listening today, <laughs> tomorrow. As long as today is Sunday. Yeah. As long as that's uh, November the eighth, uh, and that's yeah, Sunday it's, it's in five Australia, days. you can watch it. You can watch it live, uh, free, and you can watch them for forty-eight hours after the, the event for free. Right, and then after that, it's like one hundred and forty-five US dollars. Right, but uh, if you wanted to, if you wanted to upscale your Photoshop skills, there you go. I would say anyone who wants to. Uh you know, get quality Photoshop advice for nothing would be check out the YouTube channel of Deke. Oh, what's his last name? He was a Linda author. Uh, Deke McClelland. Deke does some amazing stuff with Photoshop. Does he? And he, and he puts a lot of it on YouTube as well. So, yeah. What kind of stuff? Is he a landscaper? Is he a portrait? Uh, he, he's a more into the, you know, doing amazing post-processing, you know, whether it's masks or... So, so, so is it landscapes or portraits, though? A uh, bit of everything. Okay. bit of everything. Cool. Yeah. Dirk McClelland. Deke. McClelland. D-E-K-E. McClelland. Yeah. I'll try and find a, a link to his... Um, find a his... link, Bruce. Put some effort in. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
didn't know You've about got it from until 30 Sunday. seconds ago. A, we're even recording a day early, so you've got an extra day to find the info for us. That's right. Yes. You're not, you're not being asked to, to, to do too much. I've committed an extra early night for you. You can put two minutes of effort in and find out your bloody link. There you go. Right. Uh, so where are we up to? Uh, so stuff. I've, I found four stories that I added to the, the rundown for tonight. Uh, the first one was ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, used a Canon 5D Mark III and a Nikon 28mm lens to shoot space scenes for The Mandalorian. Uh, and I was having a quick look at the blog post and the associated video just before we started recording. The video runs for about 17 minutes, and if you're a Star Wars fan, it's just 17 mi- minutes of complete and utter geekery but it's really cool just talking about how they they wanted to create a particular type of spaceship for the new season of the mandalorian and talked about the thought process of what the ship should look like and then they decided well how are we going to create that for the show and they ended up going back to old school techniques of actually creating a physical model of it and and going through all the process of how they created the metallic texture for it and and how they then lit it and how they shot it and yeah it's just really cool just seeing how they're you know green screening or blue screening this static model uh and you know rotating it in front of the camera to get the flyby angles and all that sort of stuff and then incorporating that into a video editor and then compositing a you know star field and planets and all that sort of stuff behind it yeah it's really cool so i just don't know why they'd go to the effort of the nikon lens on a canon camera no i couldn't i didn't get that either different about that nikon lens yeah that made the effort, or uh, yeah, I don't know. No idea. It baffles. It baffles. <laughs> it does. Uh, the next thing was the Siena Awards of 2020. This is a uh, set of photographic awards, and I just put this in because I like to find at least one nice portfolio of images to uh, include each week. And these were the award winners from the Siena Awards for 2020. And uh, the the winner of the overall prize was a, an image called Frozen Mobile Home. And it shows an iceberg. Let me guess. It's a mobile home that's been frozen in ice. That's right. It's an iceberg with a family of crab eater seals swimming around it. Uh, and there's four of the seals in the shot, and it's taken, you know, only a couple of metres below the surface. But, yeah, great image. And and there's a whole bunch of other images on this blog post that are, yeah, worth having a flick through. There's some good stuff there. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, next one, that Tamron lens, the one that I borrowed. Oh, yeah. The, the, the 28 to 200, 2.8 yeah. to f5.6. It one. has absolutely cleaned up cleaned with up the... Like- with, with the with the awards, ah, with the oh, grand yeah. gold prize, yes, digital cameras and magazine, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it won the grand gold prize, which I thought was pretty cool because I mean I was it very impressed with took, the lens. It took, it took the gold prize for the seventy to one eighty as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's because it's so versatile. It adds something that's not everyone else has got on the market, so it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I was I was very impressed with that lens. So uh, it's good to see that you know other people have valued it as as highly. Yes, it uh, it's they reckon it's unprecedented for super zooms. Uh, Is this the the twenty eight two hundred or the seventy yeah. to one eighty? Yeah, well, super seventy to one eighty is not a super zoom. So. Right, okay. Super right. zoom means like a twenty eight to two hundred, twenty eight to four million. Right, <laughs> right. okay. Uh, and the last one was another collection of images: thirty five beautiful examples of light painting photography. Uh, and I included this, Glenn, because it's broken up into all different sections and there's a section specifically devoted to pointing your torch at the sky. Oh, I, thought, I thought you pointed because the first one says, I love you. Yeah. yeah which is just... What the... What's the... What's the doesn't every four-year-old kid with a sparkler do that? I mean, Pretty why much. is that winning a prize? <laughs> love hearts. I mean, for God's sake, people. Yeah. So anyway, I, so yeah. that's it. 
What? Beautiful example of light painting. Someone's done a love heart with a sparkler with a crappy <laughs> building behind it, Bruce. <laughs> yes. How the hell is that a beautiful example? I don't know. Who puts know. this crap to... Photo Argus, who puts this crap together? <laughs> I'm sure there's even one even decent-looking image there. Well, the, okay, the, so the, the one, one with the halo the, around the tower... No. Which, which we know was done with a drone. Yeah, uh, Tom, Dick and Larry's done that, so that's yeah. interesting. The one below it, though, is good. Yes, the flowers. The tulips. The yep. tulips. Yep. Yeah, uh, some delicate light painting. The one below that's good. Yep. With the... Uh, he's obviously... He's actually lighting and the putting those up to create that window pattern as well. Yep. Some guy standing on a bridge spin, spinning sparks. I <laughs> Some guy standing in front of a thing spinning sparks no, ain't nothing. Yeah. Some guy standing with an anonymous mask under an umbrella <laughs> having sparks spun on him. No. Further uh, down, there's some, some silhouettes the which are good. Oh, that's crap. That's some of the crap. silhouettes were clever. I like the green one with all the weird-ass squiggles and you can't see the person's face. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Squiggles don't do squat for me. No. Yeah, silhouettes are okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The one of the woman's like blowing the um, the, like, the squirly whirly lines out. It's probably the best. Yeah. That's garbage. Yeah. Boring, boring, boring. Where are we? <laughs> the Milky Way. No. <laughs> Where's the torch? There's oh, three torches in one. No, there you go. One. It's got, it's got <laughs> shine a flashlight at the sky. And this one's got three of them in it, so it's three times as good as the next one. That's right. It only has one. That's right. You know? <laughs> and this guy, this guy with the with the aurora, his flashlight hasn't even got a shaft of light going up to the aurora. I you know. call that a torch. Just, you call just that a t- no effort at all. What kind of crappy torch do you call that? Uh, everything else is pretty much garbage. <laughs> in my yeah, non opinion. Esteemed opinion. opinion. Yeah. I, I knew you'd love right. it. <laughs> Positive note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Dear, dear. Well, I guess that does it for another week. Yes. I'm going to think about what next handyman jobs I can get myself into. <laughs> Are you buying shares in Bunnings? <laughs> I think you need to. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, a bit nuts. I've got, I've got some light fixtures to change over, but not the actual <laughs> electrical bits, just the, just, the, uh, just the shades themselves. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah, so, so I should be able to manage that without killing myself. Excellent. But, uh, yeah, yeah so, I think you, I think I you need to buy shares in the company, mate. Tell you what, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> well, this has been this has been a real uh, real time, and uh, it'll be another real time next week. I'm sure. Another hour of your life you won't get back. Yeah, <laughs> me or the listeners or both. <laughs> both. <laughs> so the worst thing is you gotta listen to it more than once. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sucker for punishment. I suffer yeah. for my art. <laughs> at least, at least the listeners can listen at one and a half speed. That's Maybe right. we gave them that idea last week. That's it. All right. That's it. Who knows? Maybe I should just release it like that all the time. One point five x. Give them the options. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, mate. Have a good one. I will. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Talking at you, and um, talk to you next week. <laughs> Shutters Inc. Another audio to you.com quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersinpodcast.com.